This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. We've got a full show tonight and lots to discuss with you. Hope you're ready to go. Gordon and I are. Let's go to work. Love to hear from you at 1-800-919-3776. Also via X, formerly Twitter. At Hardest to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Harvey and Joe, we ride until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer, hi. Larry Hardesty, how we doing tonight, my friend? Oh, sore. Sore? How high? How come? Um, how high? <laughs> yeah, how high? <clears throat> I helped a friend do some moving today. Oh. Because I'm, I'm a good guy. That That is a true friend. Yes. You helped somebody helped move. Some, yes, I did. Yes, I wow. did. Wow. Uh, no, no, not quite, but not far off. <laughs> what what like, was the what was the, uh, the the biggest piece that you had to move? Couch. Uh, we had tables, a, uh, kitchen table, dining table, dining okay. room table. Mm-hmm. Uh, a overstuffed chair. Okay. And let me just say this: the chair was so overstuffed, we had to take it through the window. Couldn't get it out through the door. How did he get it in the house? Did he get it in the house through the window? Did it get um, stuffier as it as as it went along? Well, what happened was well, what had happened was <laughs> they did some work in the house. I got you. And so the door, they got this fancy door, and the chair won't go through the fancy door. Uh-huh. And we really didn't want to take the door off. You know how that can be? No, going? that's yeah. Because when you take you. the door off and you put right, it back on, it it's back never on. quite right. Sure, it's it's like an inch off or something mm-hmm. like that. And then the last thing you need is to be on. damaging the old place when you're moving to the new place. Absolutely. So uh, you know, we did uh, you know, so I, had, I did some work, and uh, you know, so I, I was um, sore. So what you're saying is tomorrow you're going to be even more sore. Uh, tomorrow my, I might be lying in state. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, we'll we'll check in in the course of the afternoon to make sure you're you're still yes, with us. I might be lying in state, and then mm-hmm. of course, but but I've got the Knicks tomorrow night, so that will perk me up, Gordon. Because, Absolutely. You know, the Knicks, Knicks, little Knicks Pacers, mm-hmm. little Knicks Pacer action, you know, and uh, that'll get things rolling for me. So I'll be okay. Your day was uh, quiet, I assume. Pretty quiet. Nothing. Nice. Uh, nothing all that eventful. Uh, it's, it, the one benefit to not having any friends is nobody asks you to do anything. So uh, I was by, in the house by myself, uh, getting ready for the show today. That's so right. I am. I'm reading stories about the the Jets, and I'm reading oh, all about the, the the Knicks have found their way out of the wilderness. But apparently, oh. according to the Athletic, the Jets are still very much in the wilderness. Oh, it is just. I mean. I... Can I just say this before we do our top stories? Because you know what's mm-hmm. there. You know what's there already, Gordon, in the top yeah. stories. You know. Of course. Can I just say this? If I were, and, and I kind of felt this way covering the Jets, Gordon, mm-hmm. it's like there's always something. Always something. Like there's, like there's never a time in the offseason, okay, there's, there's teams that nobody even talks about. You don't even talk about them until the draft. Of course There's not. nothing to even talk about. This is the offseason. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. nothing. Nobody even cares. Nobody. The reporters are in. Are in. Are in. You know, Venezuela, Mexico, taking the the time off. Right. This is the time before you get into the scouting combine and the the senior bowl and all these different things. You gotta. You gotta rest up and get ready for the big off season, free agency, and yeah, it never stops. So this is the time to to have a little downtime. And look, downtime now. And and today, I wanted to make sure I took it easy today, because I knew. Tonight was a very big night. This was the night that Kevin Durant oh, made his God. return to the Brooklyn Nets. And he got a tribute video anyway, even though he didn't want one. A, a tribute video. Larry, 
there are when 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 someone says to you, "Where did we go wrong as a society?" There's lots of different ways that you can go with that. I think one of the areas that you could go to is um, tribute video. Tribute videos, yeah. <laughs> well, they're acknowledging that mm-hmm. he was. Uh, they're thankful for what he brought to the table. Uh huh. The increase in in uh, uniform jerseys. Mm-hmm. The increase in ticket sales. Mm-hmm. And Gordon, you never know. He might be back. So we don't want to have he, a he, negative uh, situation. Well, I, I don't think that it would be negative just to just announce, here's Kevin Durant. Yeah, and listen, he didn't want you know He what? didn't want it, right? He didn't want it. That's why they did it. I'm not if sure. he hadn't said anything, it wouldn't have I, I think that there's a good chance that maybe the next time Ben Simmons plays, they could have another tribute video. Because it's so long. It feels like Durant has played for the Nets more recently than maybe Simmons is going to play for the Nets again, like two games in a row. Did did Kyrie Irving get a tribute video? Has he been back? Has he been back, Joe? Did Kyrie Irving get one? He hasn't been back. He will be back next week, I believe, Tuesday. He did get a uh, controversial... Instagram posts that net fans include oh myself my included were not uh, this is, this is not happy so about this is more embarrassing than the Knicks taking over your stadium and and Durant got a mixed reaction but I think it's mostly because there there's mostly Phoenix Suns fans in the in the building but can I be honest with you yeah. he deserves a tribute video more than Kyrie oh my god well, Kyrie was <laughs> he was like a mole working against the organization you know he trying to bring it down from Kyrie. the inside Kyrie uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. Interesting to see how the Nets respond, how the fans respond to Kyrie. cockroaches. Yeah, it's be we'll have a lot of clips of Kyrie sitting in street clothes. Maybe next week. Yeah, it might be the same. Maybe he and Ben will both be in street clothes. Ma- maybe week. there'll be a tribute video, but no Kyrie. You never know. It could be. They'll run the, CTV. If you were here, this is mm-hmm. what you would see. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Much like when he was here and wasn't here. Yes. Here's a tribute video for a guy who's not here. What are Again. you doing? Again. Mm-hmm. All right, Gordon, here's some of the top stories we'll be chatting about in our full edition of ESPN New York tonight. You know what? I always heard this in communications uh, when I took that in college, in Beaverland, the City College of New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we did the public relations part of it, Gordon, they always said, they, they quoted this person. I don't know who it was, but they, I don't remember. But they quoted this person who said, there's no such thing as bad publicity as long as they spell your name right. All right. Well, apparently they didn't read the article on the Jets 2023 season in The Athletic today. Here's the highlights. I'll be brief. Aaron Rodgers is the GM that we kind of knew. Joe Douglas is the assistant GM. And Rob Sala is more of an Aaron Rodgers groupie than the head coach. Gordon, your thoughts? It's a very well-detailed article. Did it really tell you anything we didn't already know? Nope. The Jets gave Aaron Rodgers carte blanche. What? what? Really? Hackett was a disaster as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, 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 I'm aware. Uh, Robert Sala was worried about his job security. That was probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah, he probably should be because it did seem like at times that uh, his job was definitely in jeopardy. So uh, I I guess maybe the the learning that uh, that Zach Wilson felt like he was going to have an open line to Rodgers when he was hurt. And, and he didn't have that, but... Rodgers was done with him. He'd seen him play. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> He's done. Done. It is... Uh, it's. It, it didn't really tell me anything new, but it just tells you the situation is with the Jets. It's, it's, it's not good. 
And and the, and the main line of the story to me that resonated the most, and again, it's not something I think that most people don't already know. Mm-hmm. The Jets thought that Rodgers was going to fix a lot of the other yeah. issues with their organization. Mm-hmm. And that did not happen because he didn't play. But even moving forward, that is a questionable it's a questionable supposition to make, thinking that he is now going to be able to fix all the issues or a lot of the issues that the Jets have. Yeah. And I, As an I organization. Think, yeah, I think for me the most disturbing part of it, Gordon, was the fact that uh, there were players and coaches and staff that really um, were kind of down on Salah with how he was running things. Mm-hmm. And – for me, it takes me back to uh, the situation with, with Willie Randolph. I mean, I don't know whether these coaches said something to him, Gordon, or, no, come on, we need to do something else, or whatever the situation was. But, you know, this guy, this guy on his first coaching job, head coaching job, reached out to you to help him. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? Mm-hmm. There, there's, a, there's a sense of trust. And a sense of, okay, I need you to tell me if something's not right. Let, you know, let me know. Like, we're we're a team here. Because if I go, you go. <laughs> and, 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 and if there's problems with me, you may be going before me. And it just seemed like there was no um, care for the team and him. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I hear what you say. But I think that that probably happens more often than we really know, especially in the NFL because it's such a mercenary type of existence. Guys yeah. are on one team one year and I'm – and when things go bad and they've gone repeatedly bad with the same head coach, at some point you're just like, this guy just doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, it – I feel like it's probably teetering as out of control in bad situations more often than we actually know. Mm-hmm. And the Jets have had a, a bad a bad situation. I mean, there's no other, they have, no but other way to put it. They have. But, Gordon, let's be fair. It's not all Salah. Oh, okay? no, not, a, the, not the, at all. The position coaches haven't done their job. No. Coordinators haven't done their job. And so that's the what GM. I'm saying. GM I, I thought the GM kind of got off pretty light in that article. <laughs> I thought so, too. He yeah. did. So, uh, you know, that's my point. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I get it. Salah's not the – newsflash, Salah's not been the best coach. Got no. it. But <laughs> – the, the offensive line coach is not exactly winning any awards either, Gordon. Nope. Okay. The offensive coordinator's not. been bad. Um, there's a lot There's a lot of different areas where the Jets – and it's not just as a team. I think it's right. as an organization. Yeah. There's that dreaded culture again, huh, Gordon? That culture, it gets you every time. Gets you every time. Well, look, if you have a losing team, yeah, the culture's not going to be good. Show me a team that is losing, and but they have such a great culture. It doesn't exactly. exist. doesn't exist. By the way, the Jets and assistant general manager Rex Hogan have mutually agreed to part ways. He just completed his fifth season as the team's assistant GM after rejoining them in 2019. He previously worked as the Jets' senior director of college scouting in 2015 and 2016. They went on to Indianapolis to be the Colts' vice president of player personnel. Moving to the NBA, we already talked about it. You already know Ben Simmons, who recorded that triple-double in his first game since November, missed tonight's game with the Suns at Barclays. And Gordon Jacques Vaughn says that uh, Ben Simmons, like all of us, is day to day. How many how many days of day to day, or do you think we'll we'll get here? It feels uh, like it's probably gonna. Well, it's, it's amazing to me this guy. At how old is Ben Simmons? 27, 28? This guy yeah. can't play a game without having something flare up. Yeah, 
He tried to block a shot. He came down awkwardly on the leg, and, you know, now the leg's got a contusion, but there was no structural damage, and then you wonder if that affects the back, and it's just, it's just, it's just not good. It's not good. Turn to baseball. Wandy Peralta. You remember him with the Yankees, Gordon? Yes, I do. He was, he was almost, almost with the Mets. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. According to John Heyman of the Post, he is headed to the San Diego Padres. Four years, $16.5 million. That is a, uh, a sizable deal. Well, look, Wandy was, uh, like when he got here, I, I don't know that I expected all that much, but in the, I think the three years he was here, he was uh, an excellent reliever. Yankees do have a do an excellent, for all the criticism the Cashman gets, is all the criticism the organization gets, they do an excellent job of finding relievers, developing relievers, and getting the best years out of relievers. So uh, four years is a... Uh, is is sizable. Um, it is. So I'm not surprised the Yankees did not go there, but uh, you'd like to have uh, another bullpen arm here or two, but mm-hmm. I, I trust that they will do the right thing. They generally have a good track record in that one area, for sure. I agree. I agree. Heyman, by the way, uh, Gordon, busy reporter for the Post these days. He also weighed in on the Mets situation with the, the DH. Says uh, cleanup hitter Peter Alonso deserves another cleanup type hitter in the lineup in his walk year. He, of course, is pushing J.D. Martinez and Jorge Soler as just two examples. Gordon, I'm pitching anybody. I There was a report I heard. Let me see if I could text. My, I think it was on SNY mm-hmm. uh, that indicated that they want uh, Viento. Viento's, right, Viento's to play. To be regularly. the DH. Right. Well, I guess I mean the, the fact Why? that they're punting on the on the on the off season. I guess they're looking and saying, well, we don't want an older guy taking away at bats from some young kid, and we can find out what we actually got in some of these young kids. Be it Beatty, be it Vientos, be it some of the other guys. I guess I, I'm just kind of surprised that they've just decided to completely punt on an off season. I mean, the only grade you could give the Mets on this off season is an F. It's not been good. It, does, it feels like the next move that is made to benefit uh, Pete Alonso will end up being a trade of Pete Alonso. They can't do that. They got to they got to sign him and they got to put some people around them, Gordon. Now maybe they'll do it. Maybe they'll see, maybe they're taking the Brian Cashman approach and they'll see what happens during the season and at the trade deadline. Maybe they'll do something. I don't know, but look, they've already had conversations about trading him this past year. I know. The agent said, hey, we're willing to talk contract now. The fan base, you've given them absolutely nothing this offseason. You would figure, okay, let's let's throw them a bone. If we're going to keep this guy long term, let's get to it sooner rather than later, which would yeah. make sense for the Mets as well. Yep. But it doesn't seem like there's been any movement. All the reports are there's no movement on, on, on the Mets' part. So it, it's very uh, – it, it takes you a long time. To recover from not doing anything in a in an off season, yeah, because there's only so many moves you can make in an off season. You gotta do something, and and the fact the Mets have done basically nothing but just take lottery tickets is it has it's got to be very disappointing to the fan base. I didn't think that they were gonna punt on the season. This is what punting on the season looks like, and the and the payroll is still over three hundred million, right? And it's still over three hundred million. So if it's over three hundred million, going what's it? Listen to me, it's not my money. What's another couple of million to put a representative team on the field? At but least you'll you make it back. were offering Yamamoto $300 million. Or three, what were they offering? 350 right? Yeah. Yankees were 300 They were at 350 Yeah. They, yeah. And he uh, signed with the Dodgers for the same. 325 maybe? What was something, something like that? I, 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 very disappointing. 
Very odd. Very disappointing. Those are some of the stories we'll be chatting about inside this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We also, uh, in a couple of minutes, we'll take some phone calls. And also, Gordon, uh, there was a comment uh, because, you know, the Knicks are big time in the news these days, finally, because they're a representative team and one of the hottest teams in the NBA. But Kendrick Perkins made a statement about Jalen Brunson in relationship to Patrick Ewing. So we'll hear that, and then I want to get everybody's thoughts on it at 1-800-919-3776. We'll do that next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Go, let's go to the phone. See what, let's do see it. See what the people have to say. Mm-hmm. Subi's in Midtown. Subi, start us off on ESPN New York Tonight. Hey, pleasure again to be the first caller. I just wanted to talk about this Jets news today. Mm-hmm. Bart Scott was saying it's a nothing burger, and I agree. At the end of the day, the Jets need to focus on being a playoff team. And why do they have the high expectations versus, you know, Gordon's Dolphins team who didn't get off the first round? Um, so why, why can't they just be a 10-7 and 7 team this year and not have that expectation to be a Super Bowl team and take it one, you know, one game at a time? So that's all I got to say is that this is a nothing burger. And uh, it was probably Dalvin Cook who probably ratted out Rob Sala. That's all I got to say. All right, Subi, thanks for the phone call. There were more, it was more than Dalvin Cook, <laughs> if that's yeah. the case. They were about, what did they say, Gordon, about 30 people? Yeah. There's about 30 folks they got in there that they had the conversation with. So that's number one. Number two, the reason why 10 and 7, Subi, is not going to be enough is because you have a quarterback in Aaron yeah. Rodgers that's right. 40 years old. Yeah. So you don't have a lot of time. If, it, if you had a young quarterback, Gordon, if this was – in a perfect world for Jet fans, this was Zach Wilson. Exactly. And this was the third year. Of course. Okay, yeah, we'll take 10 and 7. Absolutely. Of course. A, You're still building, no right? Yeah. But not with Rodgers. You, you know, he's he's not going to be here but two, two years, maybe. Maybe two more years. And you'd have to think that next year is going to be his best year. Yeah. Because this year really couldn't be it. Uh, at 41, you don't think he's going to be better at 41 than he was at 40. So, yeah, that's what changes the timeline because once he goes, there is no, there's nothing behind him. And the people that you would think it's their decision to make, at least right now, the last person they gave you was Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's – and I would say it's not a nothing burger. It's a nothing new burger. Right. It, it's, it's actually really, really bad, all the things that are reported. The only problem is we kind of knew them already. Yeah. No question about it. We already knew them. And the other thing is, it's really their fault because they knew Gordon going in. They knew if everything, if, if we're talking about this again, I can't believe it. If you're having Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback, you knew going in that offensive line was not good enough to, to, to protect him. You knew going in. He talked about it in training camp. Kai Becton hasn't played the full season. Dwayne Brown's hurt. He hasn't played the full season in a couple of years. He talked about it. So you knew that's A. B, you also knew that you needed another quarterback other than Zach Wilson because he was the reason why you brought in Aaron Rodgers because you knew he wasn't able to play. It was supposed to be the redshirt year for him. And and look, it's – 
it, it's things that are bigger than just what's on the field. Yes. Like the, the, the report was actually about the state of the organization. It wasn't right. just about the team winning or losing games and mm-hmm. why it has resonance is because the, you're running it back. It's all the yep. same things. And it seems like they're going to have all the same issues thinking that just simply by throwing Aaron Rodgers out there, that's going to fix uh, uh, the, the play calling and the talent around him and the decisions that he makes of players to bring in is going to be better because he's going to be there. So it, I don't think it's a nothing burger. It is a something, but it's nothing new. Yeah, we kind of all knew this already. Yeah, it's nothing new. And and the other side of it too is just it's 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 you need to make a change. When do, when do you understand that the quarterback only helps the quarterback can help the quarterback? <laughs> okay, he yes, Aaron Rodgers helps your quarterback play, but there's other things that you needed to do to improve this team, and they and they weren't done. Nope. And that's why you're in this spot again. Mm-hmm. And, I, and this please year, do, the please be better next year. That's all I'm asking. Please, because yeah, pr- I don't want to talk is, about it. Is on even more so. Yeah, because I know. Who do you think? Who do? You, what kind of moves do you think the Jets are going to make this offseason? You think they're going to do moves that are in the best long-term interest of the organization, or the in, in the interest of win now with a 41-year, 40-year-old quarterback? Well. In a and sense, pressure to make both. the playoffs or bust. Well, it's going to be both because the offensive line is going to hopefully help them now and in the future. So right, but, some of those will be yeah, but majorly yes, win now, but some of them will have to be win now and hopefully long term. Well, if, if we you hope. don't win now, there ain't no long term. Well, it won't be long term with this group. Right, exactly. <laughs> and if, if Robert Sala was concerned about his job security last year, and I'm not blaming him, he should have been, right? Yeah. But if he was worried about his, his job security last season, well, what do you think is going to happen this year? It, it's clear everyone is on the clock. Everybody is. Everybody is. It's, it's, it's amazing they find themselves in this position again. I blame myself. Because you last do? night, Larry, what did I say? I said the Giants are going to be more interesting this offseason than the Jets. Um, and then and what they happens? Still may be. Right, no, and, and then 24 hours later, the Jets, it's almost like they, 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 they have to find a way to get their, their names back in there. Like, I'm yeah. waiting, if what I say it a couple more times, Aaron Rodgers is going to come out with a story on his theories about Bigfoot or something. You know what I mean? Like, something will pop up that gets the Jets back in the headlines. And not I hope not. Way. I hope not. They've done enough. Thank you for giving us, from, from the summer all the way through, you gave us a full year of coverage. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But you guys need a break. You need to do They need a break. They need a break you know, like a break. Uh, Will Ferrell in old school when he answers that 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 uh, debate question and then he's just yes. he he puts so much into it he just like collapses into a coma. That, that, that's yes, the way the exactly. Jets are. They gave us so much stuff during the regular season. We just need yes. like how how many days away is the draft? Whenever the draft starts to to, yeah, the, to get going. Yeah. Talk to us at the combine. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I heard Charles Barkley say something in the the hit. He said the Knicks haven't been this relevant since Patrick Ewing. You had a Barry Stoudemire, you had Carmelo Anthony come through, and Jalen Brunson embodies everything that the Knicks in the city of New York is about. Blue collar, hardworking, 
getting it out the mud. We all saw that video that went viral about a month ago where, where uh, Coach Bronson was working them out in Philly and say harder, harder, more. And I don't know if it's any other ball handler outside LeBron James that does what Jalen Brunson does on a night-to-night -night basis when I say game manager and a game changer. You're not going to speed them up. Kendra Perkins talking about the great Jalen Brunson. It's ESPN New York Tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. You know what, Gordon? I think Charles Barkley has an interesting point that, that Perkins mentioned. I don't – clearly, Brunson is not as talented as Carmelo Anthony. Mm -hmm. But he fits better in what the Knicks need him to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But but understand, he's playing a different position. Like his job is to not only be great, his job is to get people involved and, you know, pick his spots where he knows to score and do certain things. Carmelo Anthony, he was brought here for doing one thing, Gordon, put points in the basket. That that's that put put the ball in the basket. That was what he was brought here to do. Could he have been Easy. Did he make people better? No, he didn't. Um, and that's kind of like, and that's why most Knicks fans were unhappy with him because, Gordon, he wasn't LeBron James. LeBron James makes people better around him. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a skill set that he has. Carmelo Anthony was a pure scorer. That's what he did. That's what he was. And unfortunately, unlike this Nick regime, they didn't put relevant people around him in their prime that could help him. So then he would have had more success or the team would have had more success. That's why really that's the key to success for this Nick, the way this Nick team is going right now is because as we mentioned, they're putting Tibbs guys that he likes to coach to match his style of play around him. And that's why the team has been successful the past two years. Yeah, it's not really the the bold statement that maybe it sounds like. Well, you know, th he's the most relevant player since Pat. Yeah, the Knicks have stunk for twenty years. That's right. It, it's not like they've had a a big long list of, of great players in that nope. time. Nope. And I think that even more so than Brunson or Carmelo, I think what it tells you is is that this front office did a better job of putting this group together than that group did when they went and made the move for Carmelo because they panicked mm -hmm. and they gave up all the things that they had to give up for him rather than just waiting until the offseason and, and getting him then. Uh, and it really put them behind the eight ball trying to put a team around Carmelo that would have best served him. Uh, I think the Knicks had some nice pieces already. Brunson comes in and is able to, to put those and run the offense because he's the point guard and all these type of things. So... Uh, I, I think that it, the Knicks are just in a better – it's not just that Brunson is a more impactful player in, in regards to winning. Uh, I think he's in a better situation as well, and the, and the Knicks as an organization are in a better situation now than they were then. No question about it. No question. I mean, they brought in – I mean, Amari Stoudemire, Gordon, was almost done. He had that one – that, that was the first half of the season yes. that he was here. He was yes. unbelievable. and fabulous. But, right. The reason he came was, uh, again, another move out of desperation. The Knicks mm -hmm. were the only team that was going to give him five years. Yep. And he jumped at that. And there was a reason why that they were the only team. They were, they were operating from a point of desperation. When your organization is just desperate to do things, that's not a good mindset. It is not. It is not. Spike's in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? Hey, boys, couldn't get to you last night, a little tired. I just wanted to thank you all. It's, uh, 
it's wonderful to be the oldest person to call the station. And it's funny, Gordon, you always said it, and so did you, Larry, that the, uh, the sports talk radio accentuates the negative. They're getting a little fewer calls when the Knicks are good than they're bad, but that's just human nature. And I, and I thank Jose and Buddha and Trey and you guys and the K-Show group. They're just, it's a wonderful uh how kind they are and give me a platform and check up on me. But uh, I'm fine. I'm doing fine. I'm happy. Last night's game showed me another thing, too. We're playing with two of our our best players out, and you think when those guys come back, I know we weren't playing the Showtime Lakers, but the adjustments, and Larry and I always talk about it, and I use the chiropractor adjustment line. It's a bad old joke from an old guy. But Thibodeau's been making adjustments. Gordon, when I was a young kid, uh, in, in formative years, and I used to watch the Celtics, Red Auerbach would forget the cigar at the end of the game. In the third quarter, they didn't have that mandatory six-minute timeout, or commercials or whatever they did. He would come out, and the Celtics invariably, Larry, right, run off 11-2, to 15-6, and, and the game, was, he buried you. He made adjustments, and Thibodeau's been making adjustments accordingly with guys out. It's just he's moving these chess pieces in and out, whether it's a chewer. We know all the names. But my, my buddy, the other beaver, said to me today to tell Larry and Gordon tonight this, too. There's something about playing on a regular basis with guys that you've played with that you've won with and lost with. The camaraderie on a made basket for the first 47 feet coming in off of a mate, no no quick transition basket, is that you watch the position of DiFacenzo, Hart, and, and Ananobi when he's on the court, and, and what they do. They don't pick up full court. They don't press. They just shut down these passing lanes. And the Knicks, I looked after the game last night, uh, being a little tired, 29 assists and five turnovers. Now, look, it's, uh, I wish Julius Randle the best. But, again, you take another ISO guy off the floor, but we need him. We definitely need him. Yeah, mm-hmm. You can't win. Yeah, I said, Jose, bust my chops. You could win without him. I think we can win without him. We get a right replacement, Harrison Barnes or someone like that could give you 15 and 8, but the bottom line is the floor is so open. The movement of this ball, Brucey called from uh, a flushing today, the K-Show, and he's been away for a while. It's great to hear him, and he's about my age, and he said, Greg Holzman must be smiling down on this. The mm-hmm. move, the ball swinging around the court, Larry, like we haven't seen since we were kids. It's beautiful yeah. to watch. So tomorrow's a big test. Uh, this this uh, this terrace team, as we call it, in Brooklyn will come in and they'll try to put up 140 points. The Knicks have only given up 100 what twice this in January, mm-hmm. two or three yeah. times. Yep. So we'll see what we have, but what we have is the best we've had since the turn of the century, and that's for sure. There's no question about it, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. It's fun, <laughs> Gordon. It's fun. It's great to see the different styles. Yes, the ball moves. It does. But the thing is, it's that quickness uh, of the guys who, who push the basketball, whether it's Hart, whether it's Brunson, whether it's DiVincenzo, even Grimes. Um, you know, McBride pushes the ball. So they push the ball so much that, you know, it, it, they get down the court so quickly before the other team's defense sets up, and then you just pass the ball around. It's It's – it's great movement. That's what you love to see. And and they're playing well. And even though they give up size, Gordon, it hasn't slowed down their defensive intensity. 
And that's the thing I think that's been most impressive. And, you know, over the years, not that the Knicks have had a lot of good teams or a lot of teams that you had faith were going to make some noise in the playoffs, but even when they did, it always seemed like that there was a pretty easy-to-see ceiling, right? Like, they, mm-hmm. all right, they, they, maybe they win a playoff series. Maybe they get into the playoffs and they can and, and fight in the opening round, but they're not going to do much more than that. This team already has shown you more than that and yes. has so much potential. It, it really does feel like the first time, maybe even more so than the Ewing years, that the people that are running the show have a real plan. It always felt like the well, even when the Ewing years – you know, what, what, who were his running mates? It was John Starks. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 they didn't make great Doc moves. Rivers, right. Derek it Harper, was it, right. Charles, uh, Charles Mason, Smith. Oakley, right. It was always, mm-hmm. it wasn't, um, I, they didn't make moves that to bring in people. And then when they got here, they were better than you thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Like right. this group has, has kind of done already. Yeah. And it has the potential to, to make a, they haven't even made their big swing yet. I know. I know. And now you're like, don't make it yet. <laughs> let's see what this yeah, – I, I, let's I hold think on, that, see what we got here. Let's see yeah, how far this I, goes. I, I think that we're going to see just and, – and that's probably smart because it doesn't seem like there's anybody there to be had anyway. Mm-hmm. So let's see what this group has, and, and maybe that might impact what you feel like you need down the road. And, you know, Gordon, you don't know. Somebody may have a disappointing postseason mm-hmm. and one out. Oh, we should have yeah. won. We should have, you know, we should have been better. We should have, and I'm not, I'm not saying this, and I, and I don't know even if you know, I'm just putting this as an example. Suppose Giannis and uh, the Bucks go out in the first round. Uh, it's with the new head coach that took right? over in the middle of they the year. They were thirty and eleven, and they're firing the coach. You don't think that that could possibly happen? Yeah, yeah, you know. So I mean, that's that's the scenario that. You know, at least they're open to watch to see what happens. And if it doesn't, they got a plan B. Let's just, all right, so we'll make a trade and do whatever else we need to do. So that's why I, I, I really don't think the big, big move is not going to happen until the offseason. They'll do yeah. a tweak. They'll do a tweak here because mm-hmm. they understand what they need short term. But uh, once again, the names that I've been hearing, you know, uh, I'm good. <laughs> They've come to the garden and they have not looked good. Not looked good. Like the like the duo last night, Gordon. Yeah, no, no that was I'm, not. No, I'm good. I'm good. I get that's one game, but I'm good. I'll stick with what I got for now. Gotta be somebody else. Show me something when you come to the Garden, Gordon. At least Bruce Brown said, you know what? I want to be here. He does want to be here. He's and and all of a sudden the narrative that guys don't want to play for Tibbs has kind of gone Change, by the wayside as well. Isn't that amazing? This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. When's the last time you heard somebody say the Knicks are in great position (laughs) cap wise Mm -hmm. and have draft capital as well? I mean, that's, that's like... That's history making. <laughs> it's it's like saying somebody rode a unicorn to the moon. I mean, it's never <laughs> happened. It's it, it's preposterous. It, it is. It's never happened. It really is. Because even in the Ewing years, I feel like they were capped out for forever. Yep. When especially when they traded him away and and they brought in Glenn Rice, was it or oh. something like that? And, 
Glenn they were Rock. locked in, and, oh. and the then the idea was then the Knicks will never be under the cap. The Knicks will never right. be in that position. They're going to be That's capped right. out forever. And yep. And then the Isaiah years certainly didn't help that. No, so no, no, I, no, the, no, no, no. I mean, you take a look at the moves, and I'm not saying that all the moves have been great. No, they uh-uh. made their mistakes, but none of them have been big mistakes. None of them have cost them long term. Right. Have not. Have not. But it, they. <laughs> They've had some, Gordon, and you mentioned it, Glenn oh, yeah. Rice. Glenn Rice made the, the medical term uh, plantar fasciitis popular. <laughs> You'd never heard of it before that. Didn't hear you of it thought it was like a fruit it. or something. Oh, we're going to get me some, uh, some ice cream and some plantar fasciitis. It sounds delicious. And then he, he got it and he was out. And man, mm-hmm. he was a score. Gordon, he would score against the Knicks. Oh, he was great. He was great. He was he, I, he was a, a great shooter to watch. Big guy, big yep. shooter. You know, six eight. Yeah, he could shoot it. He mm-hmm. could shoot it. Rob's and Merrick. What's up, Rob? Hey, gentlemen. Good evening. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate letting me vent about the most relevant team in town right now. So, uh, DiVincenzo, amazing mm-hmm. on two championship teams with a minor role. Now he's asked to do a lot more, and he's, he's given it to you, and this is just awesome. But um, when Indiana comes into town, not a lot of people are talking about this Siakam trade. I think that's going to be very, very relevant come playoff time. And um, I had a question for you. So let's say we get Milwaukee in the second round. If they go up 3-1, no big deal. They got Doc Rivers as a coach. We know what's going to happen then. But who would you put OG on, Lillard or Giannis? That's a good question, Rob. Thanks for the phone call. I think, Gordon, I think I would, I might start him out on Lillard. I don't want Lillard to get hot. I think, you know, I'll take my chances with Randall on him, on, mm-hmm. on Giannis. Right. With the match, kind of the physical size and everything. So mm-hmm. I would, I would match it. I think I would put OG, I put, I might put OG on Giannis a little bit. But I think I would I would put him on on Lillard to start out because I like I said I don't want Lillard to get going, and I I just believe that uh, him shooting over a taller person with his move would help him. But I would throw OG on um, I would throw OG a little bit on um, on Giannis as well. But the physicalness of Giannis is going to be tough for him to deal with. Yeah, I mean it also kind of depends on what what form of of health is Randall going to be in at that mm-hmm. point. Um, what do we have Mitchell Robinson back or not? Mm-hmm. You know, there's some factors there you have to. It's it's impossible to kind of know at this point. I tell you what, Gordon, the way he's played lately, I got no problem putting a chore on him for a minute. And you know what? I don't mind uh, if we got to bang Giannis around and send it to the foul line. Mm-hmm. So uh, if we have to throw some fouls his way or. Mm-hmm. You know, knock him around a little bit. Unless you got a place to go after the game. Because you know how long he takes to shoot at the free throw line. Yeah, if you got does, a place to it go. Does, it, does, <laughs> it does feel like you could squeeze in some commercials in that time frame. And Lord knows the NBA will try. They can find a way. <laughs> as, soon as, they, as soon as they figure out a way to do it, they will. They will. They'll, 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 what they, they might as well do what they do kind of sometime now. Do the split screen. I'm waiting. I, I mean, well, do you think we'll see a day where a game is going on and on the court, not like a, an ad that's placed, I mean like a video overlay will be on the court playing while the game is going on? Like the, you won't be able to see it in the arena. Right, right. But It'll while you're court. watching it on TV, there'll be some sort of video that's the guys will be running on top of it. 
It's yeah, only a matter probably of time. so. I mean, after all, I mean, look, look, look at baseball now. The the Rosenberg is sponsored. They got, <laughs> they got sponsors on the mound. <laughs> so not? yeah, it's got to grow that pie. Got to grow that pie. It's about it's about the shekels. Mm-hmm. It's about the shekels. But uh, you know, I I I know I'm repeating myself, Gordon, but I just can't help it. It is just a lot of fun right now. Just just watching this Nick team and the expectations that you have with them. And so I'm really looking forward to tomorrow night. I want to see, as, as Joe and Harvey mentioned, whether uh, Obi Toppin gets a tribute video, which I think he will, highlighted by him winning the slam dunk contest at the All-Star game while he was sure. in there. Um, I, I mean, expe- what, what lunacy. Yeah, what, what, what are we doing as a society that all these people are, are getting tribute videos? I mean, we it, love you. Can't, can't you just make an announcement and uh, back in at the Garden for the first time since he was traded? Obi Toppin, give him a nice round of applause. The fans will give him a nice round of applause. We have to go through the video aspect? I mean, the really? Public address, public address tomorrow. We're gonna Obi We're going to start uh, hanging banners for, uh, for players? No, no, no. We, we won't be hanging. Building no, a statue? No, no, it's, no, it's, no, no. no put their that. number on the, on the jersey no, in no, re- no, remembrance? No, it won't be that. It won't be that. It's just, just a little Seems tribute video. Seems a bit video. much. Just a little tribute video. Thank you for your services. You know, especially to Obi. We know you should have played more. Right. So here, here's the video. The show when you did play. Here's his video of the 11 minutes you played each night. Tibbs would not get you off the bench. To prove that you did play. Yep. And, and here's you and Tibbs, which mm. is why you're not here anymore. Exactly. <laughs> here's that conversation. <laughs> and once again, Gordon, we say that, like, we're not trying to say that Obi was like the next Bernard King. No. But what we are saying is that, you know, look at how – Look at ex- what expanding your bench does and gives you a lot of, of options and gives kids some experience. And to Tibbs' credit, Gordon, over his tenure here, he has done a better job at giving young younger players a chance to play. He's made some adjustments. He's had to, right? Yes. He, he, yes. He, I think the old-style coach has to be willing to adjust some. Otherwise, he's not going to be a, a current coach. Yeah. And so I give him credit. He's made some adjustments. Now, if we can just get him to get people out when there's a blowout, we'll be <laughs> right up 20 with four minutes to go. Maybe sit down, Jalen Brunson, so he's not taking charges in the lane. Uh, no, we tried to get him 30 points in, in, oh, in 105 Lord. consecutive games. Right. No, I it's mean, okay. All this love, all this love, Larry, for Tibbs this week. Yes. In the last couple of weeks. Yes. It will go sideways in a split second if Brunson yes. gets hurt. Not even a question. This is ESPN New York Tonight.